You are now listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast. Welcome to 10 Years and Counting Podcast, hosted by the Sovereign of Single. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast with your boy, Petty Roosevelt himself. You're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast, your source for all the unsolicited dating advice you just can't get enough of, with your host, Tony, and great guests like me. to go eat my pork ribs that were cooked for me (laughs) (laughs) okay that be a reason why people stay complacent (laughs) that could be you so that's actually one of the things we were oh let's just get started and i think i'll bring that up (laughs) okay sounds good okay cool i'm i'm just gonna start off like a welcome and get started cool What's up? Welcome to... Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Hold on. <laughs> okay. this. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. Cool. Welcome to the recording of my podcast in my closet. <laughs> uh, definitely. Oh, I have Savannah back on the show. Say hi again. Hello. So, as before, you know, we, 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 started, we first talked about emotional unavailab- unavailability. Do, do you feel like that has, and I think it's almost been a year since we did that episode. So I'm curious, has there been any developments from that on your end? In terms of <laughs> me being emotionally less available? <laughs> no, I guess more because you were asking about your boyfriend and I just realized I didn't even prepare you to ask that question. I was like, oh shit, I didn't no. do my... <laughs> yeah, I think, I think like, I, like I assumed, like I hypothesized you just have to have those open channels of communication to make sure that other person understands where you're coming from. And even though it's not like something I think that most males are comfortable with doing, there's a pretty decent job of it. Okay. That's good. So yeah, there's hope for you guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, well, you know, my journey has, has been interesting with, uh, with my therapist, but see, it's different. Like that, that, that's supposed to be the thing. Now I have to just apply that to, that future relationship and then we'll see how that goes from there yeah i mean i'm sure it'll bode well yeah i'd like to think so and today we're gonna terrible no yeah i mean and it's what's also interesting because i know you've done uh anything is also because we both love psychology so it's kind of hard to not see the bad in people when you just like know you the more knowledge you have of people and emotions and decision making it's like yeah people are really shitty but here we are trying to hope for the best but know the worst yeah, I mean, that's all you can do sometimes. Yeah. Oh, and today's podcast, we're going to talk about complacency. So it's sort of somewhat similar, but not really. They have some overlap. They for sure. do, for sure. Uh, so I, I remember I was telling you I was going to start off with the Instagram story I did. I'm not going to lie. I was really surprised 15 out of 16 people that did answer the poll said they've been complacent in their relationships. And that's th- a huge yeah. number. <laughs> yeah. Literally everyone. Yeah, exactly. Just one person said, no, I haven't. It's like, I wish I would have had more people to answer. But then the fact that some people were okay saying, yeah, I've been complacent. It's like, well, see, I I hope there's, and and I didn't follow up with, you know, because I didn't want to feel like I was now like berating them, but I I should have. And I'd be like, hey, so what did you learn from that complacency? Just because like now I felt like I was going to be the therapist for 15 people I wasn't prepared for. It's like, so tell me more. You weren't emotionally ready for that. that, Yeah, I wasn't. Like, so tell me how did that make you feel <laughs> like, that would have been terrible yeah I wasn't ready to hear 15 different people just respond back with <laughs> the, the issues from their previous relationships but then I would hope progress from all of them right so that's sort of I, I, you, you know it goes, um, and then I yeah for sure yes that gift the, the gift that keeps giving <laughs> but yeah I and I was asking and most of the people that did answer yes did actually answer as to like the why people tend to be complacent. I'll keep everyone unanimous, so I'll just go like person A or one. Uh, you mean uh, you? You mean anonymous? <laughs> what did I say? Unanimous. That's gonna get edited out. Like there's. <laughs> We're gonna have to say it again. <laughs> anonymous. Happy, like... happy. See, I shouldn't okay. drink before the podcast. <laughs> Or during, <laughs> but yes. Wait, what was the word again? No, I was gonna say unanimous again, and that's not the word. Anonymous. Anonymous. Damn it. Okay, cool. Okay, 
anonymous people. So person A, I'm, I'm deleting all of that. That is not. <laughs> okay. So, so yes, yeah, so you're going to go over the reasons why. And yes, you know, okay. in the, in the honor of confidentiality, you're going to keep everybody's name out of it and they will remain anonymous. That is the definition of, of anonymous. Yes. <laughs> person A <laughs> said uh, no need to impress anymore. And I feel like that does make sense because I feel like if you get to this point where you just sort of, you know, and, and I know we spoke about this before we started recording the whole contract thing where, like, obviously no one is going to agree to, like, obviously doing a relationship contract, but feeling of you don't have those check-ins, you sort of just assume that everything's good and dandy because you guys haven't fought or you guys haven't broken up. So, like, yeah, I don't really have to try that hard because you're still here. Yeah, you haven't kind of made any waves about it. And I think that that for me personally, the anxiety is a bit of a gift and a curse in that way. Is that because I get nervous and because I'm very observant, I start to panic a little bit and I'm like, oh my God, got to do a check-in. I warned my boyfriend when we first got together that, like, even if you think everything is fine on your end, I'm still going to ask <laughs> every yeah. so often, at least once a week. So you, you have know? your weekly Sometimes check-ins, I'm... your one-on-ones. There you go. Yeah, my, yeah, my, uh, <laughs> my uh, one-on-one with him <laughs> is scheduled <laughs> weekly. And that's just to, just to make sure that, like, everything's good. We're on the same page. Yeah, we're together. But, like, is everything good? You know, is there anything I need to change and anything you want to change? Please, yes, no? <laughs> yeah, so I think I think it's important because you have to be able to communicate with that person. If you can't communicate with them, then what's the point? Also, they're not listening to you. You know, that's mm-hmm. another, another aspect of this whole, like, being complacent is whether or not you want to be heard versus... Well, okay, being heard is one thing, being understood is another. So, you know, I can read something and just read it to spend time, or I can read it to comprehend it. And the same thing with communicating. Either somebody's going to communicate with you and they're going to listen, absorb it, unpack it, and understand it, or they're just going to be like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) And you're like, oh, okay, so you heard me, right? Yeah, no, no, I got it. No, it makes perfect sense. And they're just like, "Mm." so a bit of a professor when I have discussions with him or other people, I'll be like, okay, so what does that look like to you? Like, what does it mean when I say, I don't know, like, I want you to do X, Y, or Z. And giving somebody the opportunity to explain (laughs) how they understood what you said has made a lot of difference, Mm. a ton of difference, because then there's no loss in translation, right? It's not, I said something and he understood something completely different. It also helps you get inside that person's head without really having to psychoanalyze them. (laughs) So it's like how somebody else hears the information. Yeah, I don't know. That's just... no. Well, that's good. It's sort of like getting feedback because sometimes you can easily say something and assume that someone would understand it because they'd be like, yeah, I got it. But see, the thing with me is that like, and I know like I've done that with like previous supervisors where they'll be like, hey, do you understand that? And I'm hella confused. But the thing is, I'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, your face says something completely different. It's like, shit. So, yeah, I don't understand what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so... Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. And I feel like it's too, totally applicable to, like, relationships in that way is that you don't want to look like you don't know what the hell you're doing, you know? And that's another thing is not to be afraid to ask, not to be afraid to feel stupid or awkward, which is not easy. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's very difficult to want to put yourself in that. That's very vulnerable to be like, hey, so I know you explained this to me twice already, but um, for some reason, my brain's not absorbing any of this information adequately. <laughs> Could you maybe, uh, you know, help, please? Yeah. I'm drowning. <laughs> break, 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 break that down a little bit further, please. Yeah. And, and I think it's also important, too, is this, to make sure people don't feel like you're attacking them. Like, yeah, I, I noticed that about me when I would talk to him about certain things. I started to hear myself and I thought, OK, you sound like you're attacking his personality. Like where you feel like he needs to be better is is it was like I was being um, I was being a bit of a tyrant. You mm-hmm. need to do X, Y, and Z, or you know, you know, it's not my fault. This is how you are. Like, but and then I thought to myself, well, you sound like a psycho. <laughs> I mean, he takes everything in stride, so it's not like it wasn't a terrible thing. But once I realized that, I go, okay, how can I communicate these things that I need emotionally without making it sound like I want to change his entire personality? You know, um, so <laughs> then you have I to kind of that. the way I. I think it's good to do is to put it on yourself too, not in an overbearing way, but just kind of like, you know, if you're having, if somebody's not putting in enough effort and you feel like they're just kind of stagnant in the relationship, it's like, hey, you know, not I noticed you, you aren't as, as connected with me recently. It's like, hey, you know, it's been, I just realized, oh my God, it's been like three weeks since we went to the movies that last time. (laughs) We've been home for like ever. 
I mean, currently with the whole quarantining situation going on, that's kind of funny to say because, like, we can't go anywhere. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, you just got to do it in, like, playful ways, I think. Because I think sometimes when you're too direct, people will shut shut off and they'll be like, okay, I'm being attacked. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm just going to be complacent in this moment and, and, and pacify this person and then keep it pushing. Most people don't want to get into an argument over something they think is stupid. No, that makes sense, though. I, I think people want to avoid arguments as much as possible, but then, and I think the issue is that people think of disagreements as arguments, but they don't have mm-hmm. to be. If you, you can easily have a community, you know, a conversation where you're like, hey, you know, I think this, and, and I think, I don't know why, but it seems so easy to do in friendships, in my opinion, where it's like, yeah, I don't really like see it eye to eye with that. And it's not like a big deal because, you know, we're friends, but like, it's different when it's a coworker or, you know, subordinate or like someone like your manager, boyfriend or a girlfriend. Cause like, it's you, I mean, nothing like you put less work in a friendship but you're not dealing with that on a daily basis ideally i'd have to uh, agree with that but like i think i get what you're saying and i and I, I have to agree because of the simple fact that i feel like there's more there's more invested right yeah like, that too yeah like there's more connected to those things like with with coworkers, with uh superiors and subordinates and relationships there's that expectation that what you're currently doing is going to lead to something bigger and better right so having this say difficult conversation with your your boss or your coworker could either make or break something that leads to like success and those are two things you want to be successful in right is your relationship and your your career path and a lot of people have a lot of i'm i'm a capricorn let's just put it out there (laughs) so a lot of my personality is tied to my success (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and my ability to be successful and uh, uh, prosperous and effect- efficient and whatnot. And so I get that, like that you feel it's harder to have more difficult conversations. I can have difficult conversations. Actually, no. Can I have difficult conversations with friends? I always think about it. Can I call them out? No, can't do that either. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> if, if I could, you know, I, I get why it's, e- it's easier to have like a difficult conversation with like one of my best friends. I can just be like, okay, listen, um, this like this is not working like you're not even listening can i do that not really but if i were to uh, magically get that ability overnight it is easier i guess because there's not as much invested yeah like you could be friends with somebody for like 15 years i've been best friends with my best friend since me and him were 12 yeah so because you you know what it is too you can take time apart from that person right you you can take adequate time away from that human (laughs) and and recharge like we can go months without talking and then just hit each other up. And I'm not mad that we haven't talked more frequently or whatever the case is. But like yeah, with your you, relationship, you can't you your... can do that with your boyfriends. Like, hey, you know, I'm mad about something. I'll see you in three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me cool and I expect off. to still be in this relationship. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's that makes sense. Um, oh, I'm gonna combine the two the next two statements because they sort of go hand in hand. Are the same? Yeah. So. Where person B said, like, no, like, you're not putting a lot of effort into it. That kind of goes back to, like, the not wanting to impress someone. But I thought the whole, the newness of a relationship has passed goes hand in hand with where my friend said that, you know, sort of like plants and pets where you have to, like, love and nurture them. And then people don't like putting in work. That sort of, like, goes hand in hand with the once a relationship is past the quote unquote, what's the Honeymoon phase? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, once you get through that point it's like oh this is where the actual work comes in and it's not you know you actually have to put in all of this extra work in to make it work because obviously like at first it's sort of easy you're still getting to know the person now once you get to know that trying to make sure you're on their good side that you don't rock the boat that you don't make any kind of issues yeah you don't want to look crazy like the first couple months you're together you don't want to argue you don't want to like everybody's tiptoeing oh yeah exactly that's so funny and you know what actually i find i find that whole um things that are valuable or say things that are are require lots of work or whatever like the best things don't get me wrong i love doing some hard work but (laughs) i don't think i don't think relationships are supposed to be that difficult like i see memes all the time where it's like you know a real woman or a real man sticks around and like puts in all this effort and i'm just like but what if you're wasting your time you know what's the issue you know what's the issue with that term real you know yeah anyone saying a real man woman should do etc it's like no that's your expectations of what a real man or woman is supposed to do that's not what a real man or woman should be because everyone's completely different 
Like if, if he was supposed so to... so fascinating. I, I don't know. It's always interesting because in a way, talking through like all of the complacency aspects of relationships is sort of like why I felt complacent being single. Where it's... And, and it's not saying that I don't... And a lot of times I felt like I didn't want to be in a relationship just because... Not saying I didn't want to do the work. It's like I understand that a lot of the work that has to go into a relationship based on seeing what other people have to do and like realizing <laughs> I don't want to do all of this yet. I, I want to do my own shit. I, I, I want to be me. I want to I want to deal with the relationship with myself first before I have to deal with the relationship yeah. with other people. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you that is the perfect idea. I know people are, especially right now with what's going on in the world, people are like frustrated. They're like, be grateful if you're quarantined <laughs> with your partner. It's like, no, don't be grateful that you're quarantined with somebody because because that'll that'll that could make or break this relationship. And then guess what? It doesn't matter because you're stuck until yeah. what, like April something, May. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, so, this is the this is the perfect know? time for the single people to do all their self reflections, all all, mm-hmm. all the work you got to do on your own. Do it now, because legitimately you have nothing else. Yes, yeah, right. Damn. <laughs> Unless you have a roommate, then you have to work on that relationship. And there you go. You have something to work on. But yeah, and and it's just I don't think that they should be as difficult as 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 society wants them to be. You know, it's like come hell or high water, like I'm going to make this relationship work. What if it's just not meant to work out and you're just investing all of this time, energy and effort into a situation that's going to deplete you? And then once you say break up with that person or divorce that person or whatever the case is, then you have to go back and redo all of that progress you could have been making on yourself and yeah. now it's now you're like you're uh to take a, a quote out of the freaking office depot order i have uh all of that progress is back ordered currently <laughs> so sorry my my, my growth is on back order sorry <laughs> yeah it's so it's back ordered right now i mean yeah. it it's there but not like there <laughs> it's not tangible yet <laughs> Sorry, I, I just bought like $100 worth of toilet paper online to disseminate to my relatives and whatnot. And I was all excited and it, it's on back order and I'm very wow. frustrated. It's like 200 rolls of toilet paper. It's a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, so I don't think you should have to do that though. You know, I mean, I think you should put in work because I feel like I've, in my relationship, I put in work. He puts in work. He's, you know, when he's not actually working. <laughs> so, And sometimes even even then, it's like the little things that people need to focus on. It's not these big grand gestures. You know, I wasn't I was in a super complacent relationship where a couple of them actually. OK, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> so look at that that 15, that 15 out of 16 makes a lot more sense now yeah now that i'm like looking back and i'm forcing myself to reflect on them yes four out of five like, there you go so like probably like four out of the last like five relationships has been <laughs> ridiculous there was one that was super complacent and then this guy was dating before uh, i got with my boyfriend we were together for like two years and we were kind of like on the verge of being like engaged um, mm. and i felt like such a failure because that relationship wasn't panning out the way it was supposed to we fought constantly and argued about everything even after we broke up we were trying to be friends we still continuously argued and i told him i can't do this <laughs> like i can't i'm gonna say the really mean things so you leave me alone <laughs> like please don't do no, this no and and, and honestly, my friend was sort of in a similar boat where um, she was talking about, like, you know, like, her and her boyfriend fought a lot. And then, like, thinking about, like, and, and then she was saying, like, yeah, like, it's kind of interesting because I feel like, you know, we've been here for a specific, a specific amount of years. And, you know, I feel like at some point he's going to, you know, like, he might propose. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, and and and, and then I, I don't know if I'm the type of friend that has, like, I don't say, like, call relationships out, which is sort of, like, weird for me as a single person to do. But I just feel like if I hear something it's like that doesn't make fucking sense like if you guys argue all the time i don't think this is going to get any better with a ring on your finger it doesn't so it, yeah it, makes it, it it puts more pressure on an already possibly struggling relationship and um i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i was very domineering in that way of kind of just like i felt i was how old was i let's see let's like two or three years ago i was 25 you know once you hit a certain age you start feeling the the pull of like especially i 
no like to cis women i feel like there's such a pull of like your clock is literally ticking (laughs) and it's like and then you have to make all of these like huge life decisions within like say like a five-year span right until once you hit like we'll say 10 years from 25 from 25 to like 35 like that's your that's your sweet spot that's your window to like get married have kids and live a happily ever after so once those years i'm a failure already I said cisgender women. I said cis women. Oh, okay. So not oh, no, guys, I'm good, I guess. I guess I'm Mick good. Mick Jagger has like 10 kids. He just True. had a baby. He has like a six-month-old <laughs> child right now. And he's like 90. So you guys don't have to have that pressure like we do. No offense. Okay. But so, and and so once you start ticking the years off, it's yeah. like, oh my God. And then I think that that's another driving force to being complacent. Like I know a lot of people who have high school sweethearts that break yeah. up. And they're like devastated because they've spent the last 10, 15 years of their life with somebody and it didn't work but it's because some relationships come too easily and there's always something wrong with that i never trust something that's too easy but i also don't like something that's too difficult it's like you need like a a weird balance which i don't know where that balance comes from where like i and and i get it like i I wouldn't want something to come easy because then like where's the challenge in that but then i don't want to feel like if i'm in a relationship i don't want to feel like i'm pulling teeth in order to get one specific thing done yeah and i think that that in terms terms of being complacent i think that if a relationship is too is too easy you fall into routine a lot quicker you mm. fall into you know uh, like oh i'm so in love with this person this is so perfect and then you realize you are a cartoon character and you have been doing the same exact thing for two years, three years. You know, me and my ex went and did a whole bunch of stuff. We used to go to concerts, we used to go to events and this and that. And But I just I just hit a, like a plateau with it where I was just like, I don't know what it is to just spend quality time with this person because we were also going to grad school together. So, mm. and I, it hit me that we were always doing something. You we were always shopping, eating, uh, going somewhere, going to do something. We never actually sat down and just hung out. Honestly, that's you know and it's mean? weird. Yeah, no, I remember there was this one person I was dating for a bit last year, and there was this one point where I forgot what it was. I was over her place, and you know, she was like, she had to like read something for work on a Sunday, and I was just like reading a book. So we were just like laying, like just like sitting on the couch, just reading separate things. And it's kind of odd because then I like I was like experiencing that and thinking, you know what? I don't know, but I kind of like want this in a relationship where we could just like sit yes. and not have to like always talk but then also enjoy each, each other's time without it making it seem that we always like did there i forgot i don't know if you've seen this movie have you ever seen eternal sunshine on the spotless mind nope so there's this one part in the movie where they you know she says you you know you feel like you never we don't like communicate and then like his response is like you know always talking doesn't always mean communicating and yes. and i thought like that made sense because people always assume you always have to talk but i'm not saying like that's a i feel like the things that you've never talked then that's not good either it's sort of like the same thing there's like a middle between the always talking and the never talking you just kind of need you kind of need that space where yes maybe in dinner it's cool to maybe like if you're going out to dinner and then talk but you also like need that quiet time where sort of you're just either reading or one person's doing this and something's doing another but you're still in the same room like it's sort of like cohabitating without communicating i guess yeah and i think that that's something that's like that i'm realizing in my relationship now is that how important that is you know there there's times where like I, like I, if i if i compare and contrast i know you're not supposed to be comparing like past relationships to current relationships but i don't care <laughs> i don't i don't like following rules um if i take my old relationship and i look at all the things we've done i could not have imagined yeah we went to concerts we went to this and we spent a lot of money and a lot of time and we were always together we were together 24 hours a day seven days a week we went to school together i dropped him off at school picked him up after school after we were off of school and would drop him off at home and then we would hang out all weekend so literally together all the time and we figured oh we're gonna get married so that's fine right wrong wrong do not do that <laughs> do not spend every waking moment with another human being unless you want to murder them then by all means but currently like if my boyfriend falls asleep while we're watching tv i don't have this anxiety of like oh god what am i gonna do now uh the person that i'm talking to and spending time with is asleep i'll just be like okay sneak away change the channel <laughs> just <laughs> let him sleep and that's fine and and i realized that all this is to say that my best memories in that other relationship were all of the places we went right all of these yeah. events that we went to together because they were fun and there was a lot going on and it was like memory central. But in my current relationship, my favorite moments are the moments where it was literally us just being at his house 
hanging out by, by ourselves, watching TV, joking around, napping. You have to really trust somebody to fall asleep around them. <laughs> like, just to actually fall asleep completely, hit that rim, and then wake up. Like, <laughs> that's that's trust, and that's, that's comfortability. And I think that, that people will confuse those things. People will confuse being complacent with being comfortable. Those are two different things. So, like, no. I'm comfortable. I'm not necessarily complacent. So, I think that that's another thing that people kind of warp a little bit. It's like, oh, it's a routine. Yeah, okay, well, maybe this routine fucking works. <laughs> Like, well, yeah, you know? I, I, and I and I think I, I think some someone mentioned that where it's sort of oh someone said like routine trumps uh, intentionality. So, and I feel like that kind of like makes sense where it's sort of once you and and, and that comes from the relationship you you figure out what works and what doesn't, and then once you realize hey I like this routine better and this is how we do things and this works for us so that's fine. Like, and and that makes sense because like you're, you're you're figuring that out throughout the relationship. Yeah, and I think that that's important. And I think that having a routine. I mean, I don't know. I think just speaking from somebody who suffers from anxiety, having a routine is very comfortable for me. I'd rather have that <laughs> than have a lot of unexpected situations. Um, you know, and being able to depend on your partner is very important. And being able to to know, okay. When someone says they're going to be there at a certain time, they're going to be there. And not to be anal retentive. It's not about that. It's about, you know, to me, that's somebody putting an effort. When somebody else looks at that, they go, oh, you guys are just falling into a routine. You guys go out at seven o'clock every night or, you know, or whatever the case is. It's like, no, no, no. That person's here at seven on the dot, like every no, time. That's, that's what I That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Because to me, that shows effort. It was. Oh, sorry. No, that was it. I was like, literally, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So it was like really interesting because I, I remember like the next note I had is that someone said relationships have expectations. And I feel like that's fair. But I feel like if you don't communicate your expectations, then like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I feel like people have expectations in like anything, but they never actually talk about it with the other person. So sort of, you know, I expect this. It's like, huh, okay. Have you told them that that's your expectations? Like, no. It's like, please do not tell me you expect them to know this. And yeah. I think that that's, I, I totally get that. Even if they're not, like currently, I don't have like severe expectations mm -hmm. of him. It's more, um, and he's... He, he's very calm so it's easy to like say if i want to text him i can text him like six times in a row and it's not he's not gonna be like hey i'm at work he'll get to it when he gets to it and you know and i've gotten this new thing i don't know if this will be helpful to anybody but when i have a really long thing to say to him or i have like i you know i was having a bit of an issue the other night and i needed to tell and he had fallen asleep and i was like i'm sad like aka call me please um, but he was asleep already. He had texted me in the morning and said, oh, like, oh my God, what's wrong? Like, I'm sorry, I've fallen asleep already by the time you sent that. And I just said, you know what? It's really long to explain on the text message. So I sent him an email. And then he was like, okay, <laughs> I cool. Think he told me <laughs> yeah, I send emails. And it's just, just so that even if he just reads it and we never talk about it again, what I, I texted him and said, hey, I just wrote all of that out in an email because I appreciate you asking me the follow-up of like what caused you to feel this way so in kind i wrote a very detailed bullet pointed <laughs> email about what had happened and transpired and what how i had felt how i got to a certain point of emotional turmoil right and then he was like okay i'll read it you know I'm, I'm working right now but i'll read it when i get a chance and even if he a didn't read it or b read it and like i said we didn't even talk about it again and i explained i don't want to have when i hang out with you or when i see you or talk to you i don't want this to be on the top of the fucking to-do list for us <laughs> yeah because i don't want to have to relive this for the rest of the weekend <laughs> this thing that happens so see that's that's why it's important in your one-on-ones to have agendas see you had an agenda I you know, had the bullet points out <laughs> and he and so like we did we did our own reading <laughs> we did our own evaluation <laughs> of the situation and you know and I, for me that was better because I got it off my chest and it gave me a chance to review what had happened so that I could process it better in the future but it also let him know, hey, I appreciate you for doing your part as a partner and being very caring in that and in, in following up with me at like 630 the next morning. You know, he could have just been a dick and just been like, oh, well, fuck, I don't have time for this. Like, I'm just going to pretend she didn't say that and then just say good morning, <laughs> you know, but he didn't. So I was basically saying, hey, I appreciate that. Here's what happened since you asked. And let's yeah, let's kind of squash it. You know, that was last night. I'm in a better headspace now. Let's start. Let's talk about positive things instead of negative things 
you know, because you don't know how much time you have with somebody and you don't want to waste all of it complaining about the bad moments in your day or your life. <laughs> so I, I guess like it's interesting because like, I guess for me, it's different because I feel like with my friends, that that's what we usually do. But it's different because it's like friends. So, oh, I just mm-hmm. realized my friends use me to talk about their issues. And then when they go to their relationships, they're like, OK, cool. I already got that out with Tony. I'm good. It's like... <laughs> You're the, you're the, you're the, what is it, a sieve? Like the thing that's like a sifter? You sift out all the bullshit? And then... Yes! Okay. I, I'm saving relationships. Oh my god, you're their there editor. You yes. You're their copy editor. <laughs> <laughs> you edit their copy and then yeah. they submit it for publication. Oh my god, I was, I had a, I had a Zoom call with my friend earlier and... So she was like talking with like how her and her fiance live together. And she was like, yeah, so it's kind of like weird. We were trying to figure out where we have our meetings because they, they, you know, since they live together and they have like the, the way the apartment is set up. It's like, all right, cool. So I got to take this call here. It's like, wait, I have a call too. So I was like telling her, I was like, yeah, so you guys just got to come up with a schedule. You're like, hey, where, when are your meetings these days? And this sort of like lined that up there. And like, and then she was like, wait, so what happens if we have a meeting at the same time? And I was like, honestly, that's the point where, like, you as a relationship, you got to figure out, like, what the other person wants more. It's like, hey, you know, I was going to cook. Or what does the other person need? Yeah. (laughs) I was telling her as a joke, it's like, it'd be funny. Like, let's say if you were supposed to cook tonight. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to cook tonight, you know, because I needed this meeting from one to two. And so what's more important to you? This this dinner that you're going to have later at this meeting. And I was like, and I told her that. And she's like, you know what? If I do this next week, I'm going to say this is your fault. I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't take my advice <laughs> I, I was just giving I don't know the intricacies some... of your relationship yeah I'm, I'm just I'm just out here throwing you know ideas you implementing them does not make them mine anymore you like it's like inception where it's like you know I gave you the idea it got implemented and you went with it I didn't tell you to do it I just no, yeah I, it's like <laughs> <laughs> I was you, can't, to you can't blame your, yeah. your 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 surrogate for the way your kid turned out like you wanted this thing exactly. <laughs> i just carried it <laughs> and that's it, all it's, I did. A, it's like what i was talking about earlier you, you got to put in the work you know i gave you the idea but you have to like implement it the way you want to not the way i told you it had to be done do as i say not as i do yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like one other thing that a friend said was that oh best they've had or known and i thought that was really Mm. interesting because i feel like if you had a if you have a really good you know it it goes back i guess to like when you said that thing when things are too good that can be a good thing either and i feel like that's where that would happen is when things are going so well and it's like oh i've never had someone treat me this way and i'm saying like and and i think that's where it's easier to I, i mean i think it's fine when things are going well i think if you feel things are starting to fall out then that's where it would come in where it's sort of like yeah but look at all the good things he does or she does and then you start you stop looking at the quote-unquote i don't want to call them red flags because they're not but it's sort of the like, issues war- yeah the warning signs but you're not paying attention to them because you're thinking of you're trying to find ways to accommodate the i don't know if accommodates the right word but saying like cool well there's Placating. these yeah, there's two there's these two issues Pacify. that should yeah, <laughs> that we should really deal with. But look at all the other good things. So, you know, these two or th- three good things are going to, you know, replace override. this one yeah, override this one issue that we really have to work on. Oh, 100%. Been there, done that multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll I'll I guess I'll term it as being bribed, right? So, in high school I had like a I guess like a high school sweetheart, you could say. And we had broken up and then gotten back together. The first time we were together was for like a year. Second time, I think, was like, fuck, I want to say eight months. And the entire time, this guy was a pathological liar. He lied to his mom and he just lights he just bullshit his way through our entire relationship i had already set like ground rules once when we had broken up for that however long we were broken up for and then got back together he had dated somebody else i had dated other people as well but he still worked with the person that he had dated briefly Ooh. and story time um i had asked him <laughs> said hey he was honest and said hey we're gonna have this event and since i have the biggest car everybody's gonna carpool with me and you know, I just want you to know she's going to be in my car. And I said, okay, his two other female best friends or whatever, his other best friend that was a girl that I had known and her husband or boyfriend at the time, I can't remember what it was, I think we're supposed to also be going. But it was this, it was an exclusive event just for their company. So only people that worked there could go. And I just, I made one very simple request, right? I said, please, that's obviously okay because 
it needs to get done. I go, but just don't let her sit in the front seat. Don't let her sit where I sit. <laughs> That's super Hispanic. That's super Latina. Like, <laughs> just don't let her sit where I sit. Um, That's my seat. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, I don't want him to hang out with this girl. But you know what? If this has to happen the way he's saying it has to happen, then you know what? That's fine. He goes, okay, babe, I promise. Valentine's oh, no. Day rolls around. Oh boy. And I, you know, I made a mix CD because it was that time. Yeah. And I go to plop this mix CD in. And his friend that went with him was my TA in high school. So I knew what her handwriting looked like. <laughs> and <laughs> this goes into my psychological warfare stuff, as well as like my ridiculously awesome photographic memory. And so I go to put the CD in and I go, huh, oh, that's funny. It won't go in there. There's another CD in there. And the CD pops out, and it's just something like T-shirt time. And it's in some girl's handwriting. Women know what other girl's handwriting looks like. And I'm looking at him because, like I said, A, his, his friend at the time is left-handed, not as to say. <laughs> and, and this was definitely written by somebody with, with who is right-handed, period, who wrote with, like, the bubble letters. And yeah, I just guys looked don't at write it. with the bubble letters. And I just pause, and I go, um, whose handwriting is this? And he was like, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's hers. And I said, okay, well... How did it get into your CD? Because the only way I can think of her getting it into the CD player is if did she hand it to so-and-so? Was so-and-so sitting in the front? Um, well, no, because like so-and-so lives over here and got picked up last. I said, oh, oh, so she was sitting shotgun. Oh, so that really makes sense how it got into the CD player. <laughs> you let the one thing I asked you to do, and he was so ready to lie to me so ready to lie to me but instead of me you know saying you know what that's it i can't handle this this is that's that seems like a not a big deal but when you with somebody who lies constantly it's just like one more like like jenga jenga block on top of the rest of the pile like and you know how they say oh something has to give well apparently nothing gave i just got mad and quote unquote punished him and let him bribe me let him buy me whatever I wanted, made him drive him all over this world to get me what I wanted and forgave him basically for whatever reason. And I'm just like, so there's levels to this, <laughs> you know, there's like, you can be complacent and still get whatever you want from that person. That doesn't mean you're in a better situation than somebody who is in a toxic relationship as well, who is just kind of like frozen in it. That's not the same level of complacency. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know, cause he was all I had known at that point in terms of like long-term relationships. Cause we were, I was fresh out of high school, barely yeah. in college, you know? So, so I get that whole, Oh, it's the best, you know, relationship I've ever had. And well, no, it was not. It wasn't, it was, it, it was toxic from day one. <laughs> like, but you're young and stupid. You don't realize that. And even now we're still young and stupid. Yeah. Just not as, as stupid. <laughs> it, it was funny because then this, this one person said that everyone has a breaking point. And I thought you gave a great analogy of like relationships are like Jenga. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's it's sort of you realize that like if your relationship is like being held by this one Jenga piece in the bottom. It's like like you're just waiting for one last thing to like tip it over. And when you're in a complacent relationship, you're really fucking good at Jenga. That's actually true. You, yeah. Because you overlook like, ooh, it's a little wobbly. But guess what? It didn't fall down. <laughs> it's like you're so excited <laughs> that it's still standing. And you're like, should okay. I be happy that this dilapidated like thing is still working? Or should I like should I exit this before the big earthquake hits? Or should I just no, stay no. in this building? Like, you know, like, no, you know what? It's not really broken. It's just a little wonky. <laughs> Yeah, you just need to fix a little of the edges and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You'll survive. <laughs> She'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, so Needless true. to say, I, I snapped that CD with my bare hands for follow up. Oh. oh, you have to. And then throw it out the window. Like, yes. I threw it somewhere. I don't I didn't throw I don't litter. So no, I didn't throw out the oh, window. Oh, okay. That, that's good. That's I, a good point. He had like that's a big good. car. I broke it in half and then threw it, threw it the, in the back seat or something or like the cab. I don't know. That'll show him. <laughs> oh, I definitely want to get into like some of the things from the articles that I yes. told you. I'm trying to figure out where I should start. Uh oh, I, I did want to start with like the elite daily because like, it sort okay. of like, goes back to sort of like the expectations, but and, and I guess that's because I think we spoke about this before where you like have like the relationship goals and, and, and I think like, there's with Instagram relationship goals. Oh, that's completely These are different. tangible like, goals, people. Yes, tangible. we're we're not trying to be John Legend and Chrissy Teigen because we're not. <laughs> so awesome. yeah they are and i think like the issue and the next part where it sort of says like shake up routine i feel like the only reason you would shake up the routine is if it feels like stagnant and mm -hmm. i think that makes sense like 
obviously once you guys have like something to go based off of you can work off of that but i i guess it goes back to that beginning statement where someone says uh you don't like have to impress or try anymore and i think that's sort of where the routine comes in people assume that a routine means you're not trying and, and mm-hmm. i think if it feels like no one's trying then yes and shake up whatever routine you have but if the routine is good then that's sort of where you keep it as is but then understand that there's going to be times where you're going to have to change that yeah it's it's not and i think that it- I don't want to say that people people are mostly followers, you know, and I think that there's a problem with us not having enough people who are like more leaders and like take charge. I get it. Somebody's got to follow directions and somebody's got to make the directions. <laughs> but <laughs> I think in relationships, it's important that both people, you know, have a say in things because there's probably been such uh, like issues with people where say, you know, the girl says, God, I just feel like I feel like we're kind of just just ho humming it. I feel like we're just kind of just, just like chilling. galloping on down the road, <laughs> and and then the guy will be like, "Oh yeah, it's been like that for since such and such," and you're just like, oh, "I'm sorry, what you knew? <laughs> you didn't say to me." It's like, you know. And, and see, the issue with that attitude is then that they would assume like that's what you want. It's like, oh cool, well it seems like things are, eh, but I guess you're okay with. Eh. So I guess I'm not going to attempt to fix it. Yeah, because it's, it's not something you're saying, you're talking about. Like, and, you don't, and I think that people mistake having uh, conversations about what they need and what they want. And they confuse that for, like, arguing or fighting. Um, it's not. <laughs> well, like, it, it's, sort of, it's sort of like the same thing where people always assume that you should only go to therapy when shit hits the fan. But like, no, then, like, you probably like, should do it before. Yeah, not only that, but like, honestly, therapy is going to help you eventually deal with how to deal with when shit hits the fan. It doesn't have to, you don't have to like wait until your life's a fucking wreck before it's like, you know what? Now I think it's time to fix it. It, it sort of goes back yeah, to the yeah, next. I think, I think now yeah. that I've uh, been uh, forced to hospitalized a couple times, I think it's, uh, I think it's time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I and it goes to like the discharge recommendations, but right now is the time. <laughs> Seize the day. And, and it goes yeah. to like the next statement that's that's written here, where it's like never stop learning to be better. Where it's sort of mm-hmm. like, yeah, you if you're like always wanting to work on things and you know get better at your relationship, then technically you're never going to get complacent because you're always going to want to. And, and it's not saying like you think that you're shitty. It's more like no, you know, like let's say if you know like. And we talked about this in the previous podcast where, you know, like my biggest issue was being emotionally unavailable. Like, and if we came back here or a year later and say, cool, so did you get better at that? It's like, no. It's like, wait, what? why not you? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You, no improvements. It's like, no, I, I knew the problem. I just didn't want to work on it. It's like, and I think, and now th- I agree. And I, you know what I think, too, is that people should not engage in relationships with individuals who don't show effort in the other aspects of their life like you do therapy you're trying to make yourself better on your own if you're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't do for themselves on that level who isn't trying to step up their own game to make their own life better you hitching yourself or connecting yourself to somebody like that is not going to turn out well i don't know and all of those stupid things of like oh, she was with me when I just started doing X, Y, and Z, and and now we're flourishing. And I'm like, no, you know, I mean, there's a point where patience and there's a difference between like being patient and then being, and then wasting time, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar to like, like the whole interdependence relationships where you sort of have like your own aspects, but you're like working on a relationship that's at itself. So like, yeah, you know, I have this one relationship and we're, we're doing things together, but like, are you doing shit on your own? You you can't like it's sort of like great that you have a relationship and you get to like work on yourself as a partner, but you also have to like work on yourself as an individual too. Like you're still there in a way. Yeah, it's like you don't get you don't fall into a, an abyss when you get into relationship, <laughs> and like you're not an, your own person anymore. I think that a lot of people struggle with that. I think especially now, I don't want to blame social media for everything, but I will um like well it's in our life every day so it's kind of easy 
Yeah. And I think that people see power couples like, you know, as a thing. And then when they break up, they're like, okay, Vanessa Hudgens and Austin Butler just broke up and people lost their fucking minds. True love is dead. Like all this like really dramatic stuff. I'm like, you guys are only seeing the part of their life that they let you see. And that's the same thing. I think that people want that so bad that they're willing to stay in situations that aren't that great for them. And people should stop doing that (laughs) and stop staying complacent and and stagnant like I was in a relationship where the guy was you know I'm gonna just say it he was a fucking loser there's really no other way of saying that you know and he complained about everything and he had absolutely nothing going for him and I'm not trying to be negative that's just literally the honest to god truth anybody that my best friend other people that know who he is would totally agree with me he was also his personality was a little it was pretty trash he was very mean and mean-spirited would say really mean things and That's why when I say do not date somebody who's not trying to better their own life, that's who I'm talking about. He didn't have, okay, he got his driver's license revoked. He didn't have his high school diploma and he had every excuse not to get it. He wasn't stupid. That wasn't the issue. He had a bunch of other issues that prevented him from getting his high school diploma. Got it. But there are people who struggle with, like, thank you. (laughs) There are people who struggle with learning disabilities that get college diplomas. And you have, and he worked a part-time job that he was totally satisfied with making like $120 a week because he worked like 10 hours a day so he could work on his music all the rest of the day. Which was also not that good. I helped him write a couple songs oh okay we're actually really nice because i have a large vocabulary so i'm basically a walking thesaurus anyway but yeah and i don't know what in my brain told me hit yourself to this this gem you guys are gonna have a super <laughs> successful relationship <laughs> like, so. i mean that is true you, you did help me with unanimous so that <laughs> i did i did help you you still said it anonymous i know i know no i i no. i was saying that you you fixed the oh, wrong I, part no, yes yes yeah. yes, yeah. yes yeah so and i think that that's important too is it's like if you're not in a point in your life where you want to do better stay out of the dating game don't do that oh. to somebody else don't hitch because then that screws up with them and it screws you up. So then all of a sudden, instead of your success being linked to your abilities and your capabilities, your success is also going to be linked to that relationship. And if that relationship fails, you're going to feel like you fail at everything else. And you're not going to be able to like continue on with everything. I stayed in that relationship for five months. Worst five months of my life, hands down. They were also the last five months, like part of the last five months that I spent with my my father before he passed away. So I have to live with that for a very for eternity, right? And I wasted that time. I'm not going to sugarcoat it like everybody else is. Well, you you know, you learned a valuable lesson. I wasted my fucking time. <laughs> so, it's such a weird. Go. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. No, but so, so. No, go ahead. No, I was just, that was it. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I, and I think that makes sense because I always find it odd when I hear that people are, and, and this goes, and this is sort of like going to go back to like one of the other bullet points where, and I think it's the one that I starred because I, because you obviously have it printed out <laughs> where a lot started. of people, yeah, no, because I feel like this is a really good point where I feel like I, I never, I, and the more you were talking about it, I think it makes sense why people are always then scared to be alone or, or like, oh no, you know, the relationship ended. So you're not really afraid of losing them. It's like you, you, you're, you're, you feel like you're losing a part of yourself, but that's just because I think at that point you're focusing more on the relationship than yourself. So I think exactly. that's sort of like, and, and I think that makes sense now. Like, I, I, I'm not saying like, I never thought about it before. Cause I thought like, well, that's really stupid. And I didn't like mean that like stupid in a bad way. It's just more, I, I guess, I don't know how you say stupid in a good way, but you know what I mean? It's like, I saw the statement and I was like, that's just a weird way of thinking but it's easy for me to say that as the person that's constantly wanting to work on my own issues where I kind of hope that like my like my mindset isn't going to go in whenever you know whenever it is that I get into a relationship where I'm going to be like hey you know what I you know I I miss being single I don't want to feel like I ever felt feel that way <laughs> but like then people oh, are like you know miss, like not having a being in a committed relationship yeah like I don't want to feel that way but then like people feel a way where it's like hey you know like and I'm not saying like sure there are going to be things that I'll probably miss about being single but I, I I would like to hope that in a way that shouldn't be like something I'm afraid of losing but I feel like when you're in a relationship it's sort of especially with those people that are afraid of you know losing the partner and being alone it's sort of like well then this is a perfect time to you know re you know do things that you didn't want to do in your previous relationship I don't know maybe 
your boyfriend didn't want you to do one thing because like, oh, that's really weird. It's like, no, like now do that shit. Do the shit that you couldn't do because of X, Y, and Z and do it now. There you go. Oh, like, yeah. No, I, I will give you a physical manifestation of that. <laughs> uh, before my dad passed away, um, he had told me, hey, because my uncle, who's not really my uncle, you know how it is with Latinos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my uncle who's like was my dad's best friend since he was like five, we'll say, um, has a body shop. And he, my dad kept saying, hey, let's get your rims powder coated. We can turn your rims purple. And anybody that knows me knows I will die for something that's purple. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds cool, but I don't know. And da, da, da. and my ex would tell me all the time, that's so ghetto. You have a, it's a CRV Savannah. It's not like a, it's not like this awesome, like car. And first of all, that was the first car I ever bought, like ever. I just paid it off, by the way. <laughs> so, so he just would just, just negative energy. Right. And so we broke up. My car got kind of wrecked a little bit. So my dad surprised me as a Christmas present and got my rims powder coat purple. And as soon as I walked in, he was recording me right on his phone. And as soon as I walked in, the first thing out of my mouth was F so-and-so that shit looks bomb. (laughs) (laughs) So that was like the physical representation of me finally like being like, you need to do what you want to do because you want to do it. You can ask for other people's opinions on what you're going to do and take advice. But the minute it starts, you start to feel less and less like yourself. That's a problem. And you need to evaluate yourself in the relationship as well as just the relationship fight on its own. You know, No, that makes sense. Yeah. So totally get that. Cool. Uh, (laughs) The the part right below that, which I thought was really interesting where and and, and I think that's the issue, right? When you have such a, you know, we, we live in a day and age where social media sometimes plays a factor with relationships. I'm not saying like yours does, but a lot of people love making their relationships part of their social media. And the the whole and I don't know where the complacency comes. People are really concerned with like what other people think, but I I don't know. Like if 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 your biggest concern about the breakup is what other people think, then I don't know. Maybe you then how invested were you in that relationship? <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're worried about the crowd instead of, like, your own game. Like, let's use that like, metaphor of, like, an athlete. how do you actually feel about this? Yeah, like, it's kind of, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, um, it's sort of like, yes, it's, it's sort of, like, similar to, like, an athlete where, like, you're out there performing. If you feel like you're performing really well, then I guess it's, like, it's a good thing. But, like, once you get the crowd involved in your mental aspect, then you've sort of, I, I don't know, you, you really shouldn't then be doing, well, I guess, like, not sport, but, like, you shouldn't then be in a relationship where you're really concerned. Like, if you break up, then, you know, it's a, you know, shit happens. Like, people break up all the time. And I don't know. And, yeah, it's sort of, like, shit happens, but you... But then again, like, if that's your biggest concern, I'm curious how much of a factor people play into your relationship now. No. Okay. So past relationship, I had a couple's Instagram account. I'm not very proud of that. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And um, everything we did was online. And everything, it was either all over his Snapchat account, my Instagram. It was everywhere to the point where I didn't have I couldn't like once we broke up there was no way to unlock my memories from being with him right so like we went to Philadelphia for a a academic reason and all the pictures I had were of us together in Philadelphia so I would lose that say on my timeline if I wanted to delete that and it's like that's crazy when you have to literally unpack all of your memories from that person. Like me and my boyfriend now, a lot of people don't know we're together. And we've been together for what, a year in, was it March? A year and, a, and three months or two months yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and so once in a blue, when we were in uh, Barcelona, we did kind of post each other just a, just a tap. But just, just he took strange. pictures of, <laughs> <laughs> he took, but if you blink, you missed it. <laughs> I got to go back later now. <laughs> yeah and even even in our highlights if you go on our pages both of us have highlights from when we went to barcelona and neither one of us is in the other one's oh that's probably not good it's not and then i thought about it and i'm like no that's probably better because me and him know we went to barcelona together we had an amazing time it was it's like a once in a lifetime thing to do with somebody you care about but i have my own memories now when we go to like we went to a football game we went to that together and we posted we take pictures together <laughs> it's not that yeah. we don't, but it's just 
I'm my own person. And that's just going to, if God forbid something happens with this relationship down the line, I'm not going to lose out on those memories because I also have my own memories of being at these events or in these locations. And see that, that makes a lot of sense now. Like, I'm thinking about it, like, a lot of people love posting, like, couple photos in, like, places. And then, like, once you guys break up, you got to delete all those memories. But see, if you just have photos of yourself, then you get to keep them. So, yes, I I was here with someone, but I don't have them in this photo. So, it doesn't feel as awkward to delete. (laughs) Everybody will get to see it in our um, marriage book. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's you guys are going to have a slideshow. Hey, guys, yeah. here are all the then photos like, you didn't wait, see. Wait, you went to Barcelona with him? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that was like five you years just... ago, guys. Relax. Come on. You were there. It was like a running joke when we first started dating where it was just like, yeah, I'm not going to really post anything. I also don't want to jinx it. I don't know if that's weird or not, but like every relationship I've ever posted online has failed miserably. So we agreed that... Stories are okay, and like Snapchat stories are okay because they disappear after a certain amount of time. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Like, if that's where I get posted or where he gets posted, like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, but and I think I think a lot of it too is is people. I, I from my perspective too, I wonder if people who come from I don't want to say broken homes because that's so negative and dramatic. I had two Christmases every year, so who gives a shit about my parents being split up? <laughs> But I, <laughs> two, you have two competing parents who are trying to buy you the best gifts and are trying to be the winner of whatever holiday it is. So that's pretty cool, in my opinion. But I think that that's another thing people are afraid of, other people's thoughts, right? Like, my mom really didn't want me posting pictures of me going to Barcelona um, because she was afraid of what people would say about me having an, being in another relationship with a different guy and going to another country, having went to Philadelphia with my ex. So she, so it, she was like, so super. You, you, you can't travel until you're married? Uh, okay, <laughs> let, let, let me not throw logic into that statement, because clearly... <laughs> Yeah, it was well, like, just more like she just didn't want she was you know it's where it's like okay so that's that brings me to my second point right is is body count quote unquote body yeah. count right so obviously if you're spending extended periods of time together spending the night together being in a hotel you know what I mean there's just the inferences of what could possibly be happening <laughs> in said privacy and um <laughs> and so Fair, I guess I I get where she's coming from it's different for guys right uh y'all don't care and uh, nobody cares about what you're doing like that nobody's like oh my god he's got a new girlfriend and now they're you know well, it's I, well see the thing for me that's going to be different though <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah so like yeah. I, I, i'll be the special case in that aspect where sort of like, yeah yeah i'll be the out, i'll be the outlier in this case it's like yeah like who cares he's in a relationship yeah but you don't realize how long he hasn't been in one so this is like Mm-hmm. interesting like now like but that's the thing like I'll probably do the same thing that you guys did where it's sort of like I probably won't post a lot about it on social media just because I've seen too I I know too much information like not to and my friend always makes fun of me for this where she's like you know whenever you get into a relationship you're gonna like either I, I would hope that somehow you're amazing at it because if you have all of this content and all of this knowledge that all of your friends have told you from their own relationships, then I'm not going to say you're going to be the perfect boyfriend. Cause like, that's just, that's not going to happen either, but you know, but you're, you're going to be a successful one. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. I prefer that. You know what? That sounds way better than perfect. Successful. I like that. That's going to be the, that's going to be the you're mindset. Gonna be a, you're going to be a successful equal partner. Yes. But, but yeah. So, and I think that, so that's another thing, right? Is that like worrying about, what people will think about whether with that relationship fails. Like for me, because I'm so tied to my ability to succeed, like my personality is so pent up in success. Oh my goodness. I forgot I had dinner plans at six. <laughs> oh shit. Right. <laughs> Oops. And uh, anyway, but yeah, but just to make that quick, like from coming from a separated household, I feel like there's a lot more pressure to make my relationship successful. And it's a big reason as to why I avoid being, I avoid wanting to be married. A because my dad's dead and that's a whole nother level, but but because I I when I see unsuccessful marriages or unsuccessful relationships that are very 
like out there for everyone to observe. I don't need somebody. I can poke. I have anxiety. I don't need somebody else to help me poke holes in my relationship. I will do that. My, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am very capable. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll sort of then try to like wrap this up. Uh, so I know I wanted to talk about one last thing before we get to the end, but I know you said that the whole yearly contract sounded really awkward. <laughs> it's really cute. I think it's I think it's better better suited for people who are in legally committed relationships. Let's just put it that way. People who are married, people who are yes. to do like their yearly check-ins. Um, for people that are dating, I don't think it's as important because it's going to put a lot of unnecessary pressure on a possibly struggling relationship. You can do it yourself. I think it'd be more successful to do it yourself and to maybe discuss those points with your partner. Not so much like, sign this. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, I get it. It's it's sort of like what you were talking about with like your one-on-one. So sort of like, hey, so... Yeah. And, and I feel like that's the thing. Like if you have all of this open communication with your partner, then mm-hmm. you don't really have to then worry about these you know, all these points that we talked about complacency because you're sort of open and having all of these discussion points, you would hope so, where it's sort of like, hey, so like, you know, like, let's say if you guys had a long week and didn't really get to hang out from Monday through Thursday, right? And then you meet up on Friday. Like, cool, like, how was your week? And then you have all of these discussion points about your week and et cetera. You're then able to then have a more, I don't know, and let's call it a successful relationship because you're actually having all of these conversations that you should have been having yeah. beforehand. No. Totally. And, and, you know, and you have to make sure, like I said, you have to make sure you're in a relationship with somebody that you trust and somebody that uh, is willing to have open conversation on that level. Because like my boyfriend now is really good at that. Like a lot of guys think it's annoying, you know, when it's like one of those, yes, I'm one of those ones. It's like, do you still like me? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And then he'll, you know, like I had asked that, right. I had posed that question. Was it the other night or I don't remember when. And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, I thought, I felt like you were mad at me. He goes, no, I've just been really busy with work and I've just been really tired. So he was like, I wasn't really ignoring you. I was falling asleep. And I'm just like, okay. Like, okay, you cool. know, I did my check-ins. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's not me. Got it. That's all I care about. <laughs> I just want to know that, see, situations like that is just, you just want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to make sure your relationship is successful and healthy. And you want to make sure that you and that person are on the same page. And they're like, cool. Yes, we have a healthy and successful relationship. My boyfriend's favorite thing to say is everything's going great. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, great. Yes, That's yes, all I yes, needed yes. to would know. You, would you know, when you say great, is it like <laughs> excellent or is it just like <laughs> better than good? <laughs> You know what's funny? Like with me, I thought your response was gonna be like, "Now, def- what's your definition of excellence?" Like, let, let, let's 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 go a little bit further. With, are you just saying excellent to make me feel better, or do you actually feel like this is exactly. excellent? And then it's like, yeah. So okay, that's how you feel. But do you want to know how I feel? <laughs> that happens too. So I feel like that that was like a great way of sort of, I, and you know, like pretty much ending the conversation where it's sort of like more of the like, yes, have all of this talks while you're there don't wait until shit hits the fan to start talking about things and then that's yes. where like breakups happen exactly. and if you see the, and then and it makes them see, more painful yeah but like also if you feel like you are complacent and the other person isn't making that effort and they don't want to make that effort then you know what deuces yes. <laughs> i don't know yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. i feel like that would Exit. make sense Exit you, stage you, you, left. <laughs> yes like you see these two or three bullet points? Like, you know, some of the emails, like, hey, like, I see these bullet points here. Uh, okay, they don't align with any of this. Well, I want to work on this. They don't. Then, boom. Like, I, I don't know. It's not that difficult. It doesn't again, have to be a contract. Yeah. Very, and again, very important. When you're having a serious discussion with your partner and you're trying to ask, or t- you're trying to ask for things that you need, ask them to, to kind of, it sounds, it sounds pedantic. It sounds, like, bossy. But just be like, okay, so I need you to be more you know, emotionally available for me. What does that, what does that mean to you? Like, basically, like, what are you going to do for that? And then when the person starts to answer and you're like, okay, no, see, I didn't want, I didn't want flowers. Cool on that. I don't need cards. Thank you for the offer. Um, what I meant was like, you know, hey, when I'm telling you I'm having a bad day, I want you to X, Y, and Z. Boom. Problem solved. No lost communication, no issues. You're being direct, but you're making sure that in your being direct and them agreeing to do something that it's actually something you want them to do because <laughs> partners aren't mind readers men male women men women anybody 
it doesn't matter. We are not psychic. Unless you are, then I hope that, which is so funny because a lot of psychics have broken marriages. Just saying. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Teresa, the Long Island medium. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll just, we'll just say that. No, I'm saying, but yeah, but so just make sure that you're being as clear as possible and that you're checking in with them once you, if you're going to waste your time having a serious discussion and you're going to have like pour your soul out and be very vulnerable, the least that your partner can do or should do is respond in kind and say, okay, so I hear you. I get you. So this is what, like, this is what I'm hearing from you. This is what I'm hearing that you want me to do. Like when I asked my boyfriend to be like, Hey, can you, let's try to be more, you know, emotionally available. He was like, well, I've never been the kind of person that gives out cards. And I was like, first of all, I don't even like getting flowers. It's a waste of money. <laughs> Second of all, like, I don't like chocolate. So, and I've never asked you to call me. And then it was just like, he was like, okay. Like, so what did you mean? <laughs> it was like, all right. But that's progress, you know? Like, and you can't make the progress unless you're having conversations. Yeah. It's sort of like the Ryan Gosling from uh, The Notebooks. Like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. I'll let you get to your dinner because you're behind schedule. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Sounds good. But if we need to record, let me know. A little bit too long. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh my god, you're coming out of the closet. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, Talk to you later. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. So just keep up. There's more content coming from 10 Years Accounting. Support Tony. Donate. I know there's like a donate link somewhere in there. We're going to just like a little, imagine a flashing bubble. It's a link in his thing. Have a good day. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to use this for the ending of my podcast.